All right, I think it's working. The technical difficulties are fucking pissing me off. Oh, but, I, um, I understand that. Get a little closer. Yeah, okay. never, never mind. You're good. Um, so, yeah, this is, um, I guess, the first one of these. I did one with the only other podcast I've ever done was with you like two years ago um, at this exact table. I'm horrible, but this is probably going to be a little less shitty, but the technical difficulties are so bad. But it doesn't matter. All right. Well, um, you're my dad, but uh, like we said, we're going to try and wing this. But I guess, um, yeah, introduce yourself. My name is Steve. Technically, Stephen Paul DeYoung. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a town called Willits, California. <clears throat> the sign to the entryway is Gateway to the Redwoods. Northern California, deep north. It's very north. It's before you get to Humboldt County. It's in Mendocino County. <clears throat> and by the time this podcast reaches the airwaves, Willits <laughs> might not exist anymore. Um, I... I base people from their hometowns. Base I don't. Does, is growing up in Willits did that form you or shape your personality in any type of way? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Of course, Willits was a lot different when I was in the. I was born in the early fifties, so I walked to school and there was no issues of kidnapping and all that crap. But uh, and we always. We did. It might be uh, boring to some to hear this kind of talk, but we went out and played ball. We went out in the street, rode our bikes, played in the dirt. <clears throat> After school, obviously. And then we came home literally when the street lights came on. And that was our thing can't do that anymore when you were growing up I wanted to have you guys you and your sister and all your friends have that freedom but we couldn't do it why because of all the crap of kidnapping and horse crap but do you think that the same was we were talking about it earlier um do you think that the same stuff was going on back then, but we didn't? You didn't hear about it because there's no social media or the news wasn't all in your face, spitting negativity. No, it could have been in the bigger cities, but not in a town like Willits. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a small town. Everybody knew everybody. I mean, there was probably some of that stuff, but we never heard about it. But even with social media, you had social media back then. Word of mouth. That's <laughs> probably the. Sounds like the safest type of social media, face-to-face interaction. Which is sad that that's becoming a, a scarcity, I guess, these days. No, oh, I agree with that. Holy crap. You can't uh, rely on anything. You hear something, you go on the web, you go on Facebook, or I just do Facebook is the only one I've been familiar with. Not all the other ones, but uh, yeah, you got a bunch of, you could say whatever you want, and you could try to make it true or real. And uh, there's so much doubt, and that bleeds into the major <clears throat> media networks, and they have the same thing to try to keep up with them. So you don't know anymore, you know, what's horseshit and what's uh, real news. 
And I guess you could backtrack because that has to do with what I wanted to talk about. Um, when well, you let's talk about it then. When you went to college, uh, San Francisco State, right? Yep. What you go to? What were you majoring in? I was majoring in broadcast communications. And to my knowledge, you did not want to continue that um, career. No, I did. I did. I got into when I got into my senior year. Things changed a little bit, so I saw. A Hold on, what year? What year? What years are? What? 1975. Okay. So I still wanted to do it because I had been doing it since I was a junior in high school, and I was pretty good at it as a reporter, as an anchor man. Hey, it's ten o'clock time for the news, but uh, my senior year, I got kind of disinterested in it because the people, there were friends. But they kind of changed. The ones that had the opportunity to get uh, a job as an anchor man, and I, I did a lot of anchoring, and I was very popular, and people wanted me to do it in college at the at the station. But uh, I shifted. I wanted to be get into sports, primarily sports, but documentaries. I wanted to do documentaries. Um, that was what I really, really like to do. But, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess what I, I don't know if you told me this or something I made up in my head. You kind of didn't like the, uh, not the phoniness of the anchor broadcast news world, I guess. Because you brought up Walter Cronkite. You're the first person to tell me who Walter Cronkite is. Who's someone who just delivered Walter. the news. Oh, yeah. he was, he was, I don't know about all of our idols, but back then, he was the guy. Because he would just give the news. He would just give the news. And uh, what we needed to hear about the news, and it wasn't just Walter Cronkite. Obviously, he had an entire production staff and a bunch of producers and writers that they just gave the news. But now, God, you watch CNN and Fox and all these other people, you don't have a true Walter Cronkite anymore. You don't have anybody that's just going to give you the straight news. They all have to have an opinion. When I was an anchor, learning to become an anchor, I would have got kicked out of school for some of the crap that these guys uh, do now. I mean, just back then, if I was given a newscast, hi, I'm Steve DeYoung, you know, here's the noon, the news at noon from San Francisco State. So, but if I went to a story and said, okay, there's a issue in the, uh, one of the dormitories, and if I raised an eyebrow, my producer and director would come out of the booth drag my ass off the stage because I was editorializing or inputting my personal opinion into it or my station's opinion. And, uh, man, now, now it's no matter where you go. I don't know if it's just based on politics or if it's this drive to get more viewers based on certain political opinions. I don't know. It's, it's gone crazy as far as I'm concerned. So, like I was telling you earlier, when I watch Fox, CNN, The View, I watch <laughs> it like I'm watching Saturday Night Live. You know, I did, it cracks me up. But isn't that, can you say that's 
and I, I'm the last person to talk politics for two reasons. One, I'm not educated, and two, it, it irritates me. But don't you think that's dangerous in a way that it's like watching you're, – you're comparing the news – and I agree with you, but isn't that kind of scary in a way that you're comparing the news to Saturday Night Live, which is a parody of current events and shit? So it is kind of a skeptical kind of situation to compare those two because one is supposed to you know, inform you about what's going on. The other is to make you laugh. True. And so when I say SNL to me, when I compare that to the existing news, that's drastic. But for me, I laugh. Because, well, yeah. But for others, no, it can be dangerous. It can be, uh, it can influence your opinion. Ba- not based on facts or what actually happened in the news or in that particular news story. But by the anchor, if he's or she is um, popular because of her or his political views, then he could be influenced by that. So they shouldn't do that. But, you know, Oscar, things have changed so much. When I was doing the news, when Walter Cronkite was the guy and and, uh, Huntley and Brinkley on another network, which only had three networks back then, before cable, um, you just kind of turn on the TV, Vietnam. My dad and mom watched the news every night because my brother was stationed in an Air Force base in Saigon during the war. And they would watch that stuff. But there wasn't a lot of, it was just, here's what's happening in the war in Vietnam. And the news was just that. But now you can, I mean, tonight, is Russia going to go into Ukraine? And they've been talking about it for three days. And it scares the crap out of people, not just in the United States, but in Ukraine, in other parts of the world. It's not based on necessarily facts. It's based on people bullshitting or potentially bullshitting, but you don't know the bullshit from the truth. So it's journalism, well, not just broadcast, but I mean, generally journalism is turned into, I guess I have to say politics. Politics in that, not Republican, Democrat per se, but liberal views and conservative views and all that crap. And after a while, like I say, I try to back it all up and look at it as as not funny, but stuff I have to, you know, throw away. The discount, what the hell they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Are you like tuning out, not paying attention, or not following? Well, I tune it out (coughs) unless it's obvious crap. But I don't really tune it out. I just uh, have to take it with a whole... Grain of salt? Sack of salt. Sack of shit. Sack of shit. Um, you're talking about the Vietnam War. I've talked to you about that many times as well. Um, that was a... I mean, obviously I wasn't around. I was. Um, you were protesting against it, uh, correct? Against um, the war. Well, I, 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 I turned out to protest against it. I started out as a journalist. Get a little closer. Here in Santa Rosa, actually. 
going to college, I was asked by, he was uh, an anti-Vietnam uh, guy. And the radio, I can't remember his name, Oscar. He was very, very popular, KSRO uh, radio DJ in the late 60s, early 70s. And he was a good guy. We always listened to him. But he wasn't talking about politics and crap. He was, he was just a funny kind of DJ. And it was kind of... KSRO, I think, is AM. It was before FM really took off. But anyway, uh, so somehow this guy in college, the, the uh, activist, talked me into being a, a film maker and this DJ was the head guy so I had to follow him around and there was a protest here in Santa Rosa down 4th Street and there was a lot of people there so I followed him around he was doing the narration of what was going on and I don't know if it was for his radio program or if it was for this anti-Vietnam uh, war group but when I got into it, I was with him because I had my brother who would send me cassette tapes and my mom and dad, but he would send me personal ones when I was going later to San Francisco State. And you would hear bombs in the background. And uh, he would go, oh, no, Steve, don't worry about it. Those are outgoing. They're not incoming because he was in Saigon. So Saigon was at that time safe but anyway that got me kind of riled up I go what the hell are we doing there you know what why are we there stop communism protect South Vietnam of course the hands and so um I don't know I'm not going to make a long-winded story about this thing well of, on your question but yeah I I wound up being anti-Vietnam I wanted my brother home <clears throat> yes and I wanted all of his friends and his comrades to come home as well. Well, I was asking that because that was obviously a divided time in the country where a, a lot of, a lot of vets would come home and get spit on by yeah. us yeah. citizens. But I'm, I'm asking compared to now, cause you've experienced both times. I've only experienced the current time and it seems pretty divided. If you ask me right now, would you compare it? Is it worse? better or not I, I guess i'm talking about how divided it is i feel like right now it's divided between just the politics the news this whole pandemic and everything that's gone on it's really divided would you compare that to the the, the way times were during the vietnam era kind of but vietnam war was a real specific thing yeah that's why it's i mean for me it was real specific because i had my brother there and i was drafted in 1970 but because of my leg i came out 4f is what they called it because I couldn't make it through boot camp. But I even I even kind of contested that. I said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll join the Army, but I want to be a photographer. Can yeah. I? Can I, even though I can't make boot camp, can I go over as a photographer? And they said, no, you can't because you can't run. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, but that wasn't pro-war. That was me doing, wanting to go over and document what the hell was going on. And so those were divided times. And obviously, you can look at the reports now. The anti-war pressers, well, they were all a bunch of 
you know, whatever, want to take over the country. But it had nothing to do with that. It was just against that stinking war. Nowadays, no, I don't. I can't really compare that because I don't. You know, I don't see the vitriol. I don't see the the angst against something like a Vietnam War. I just see just screwy politics and crap. You know, Trump came in, and I didn't think Trump would get elected or whatever. But once he started putting a, a couple of his policies in, reduce taxes, reduce regulations, build a border wall and stuff, which I thought was extreme, but at the same time, at least something was happening. It wasn't just politics and crap. So I still not in favor of, of Trump per se as a person because he had a unique personality. But at the same time, I, I kind of got political then to say that we need smaller government. We need reduced government. They should provide safety, military, uh, assistance, especially to likes of Social Security and Medicare and stuff like that. But it's gotten crazy. It's gotten, uh, now it's, everything is politicized, Democrat, Republican. It's, it's just stupid to me. Yeah, I hate to uh, even talking about it is uh not stressful. It's just I try to tune out of it. I just think that right now it's just like a really weird time where it's always in your face, and that's why I, I'm staying out the social media and trying to tune out because I feel like it's constantly everywhere you go, billboards, your phone. My I get I don't even sign up for these notifications. My phone will just tell me. Just news notifications. It's like it's always trying to somehow be present in your everyday life. I agree. Some sort of some even agenda or not agenda, just news, news, news. And uh, I think it could be. It's. I mean, it stresses me out. I don't want to hear about it. Sometimes when the crazy shit happens, yeah, you kind of like the whole Ukraine thing. It doesn't affect me personally, but at the same time, it's like kind of like damn, that's that's pretty wild. But I tend to. Tune out on purpose, but to me it's just crazy how it's everywhere. It's everywhere. They're trying to keep you informed and follow this this route. No, no, follow our route. No, 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 follow. Listen to us. It's just like I, totally I don't want to fucking listen to any of it. I don't want to be on social media either. I don't want to watch other people get married and have kids. And who bought that house? I also don't want to see the Ukraine. I don't know all of it. I just think it's all in your face. This whole technology technology era is only getting worse, and I think technology is. Obviously, in a lot of ways, it's great. It's cool that I'm doing this podcast right now, and from 20 years from now, I could look back and watch this because of technology. Right. But at the same time, like, it's just too much. It stresses me out. And I see the statistics. I'm not going to look them up, but just um, the mental health aspect of it, especially social media, just it messes with people's heads. And I feel like growing up in Willits, and it's crazy. I was thinking, like, someone like growing up in Willits or just growing up in any era – area but in the earlier times before social media like to me it's crazy when you go to a park and you see kids that aren't on their phones that should be normal but to me like i was playing basketball at the park the other day and i saw a bunch of kids like not on their phones like playing outside and that's, that's weird that's what i'm saying isn't that sad that that's that no oh, i agree and i'm and i'm not no fucking victim i'm guilty of I, I'm on my phone all the time i don't know why yes you are i know yeah and your sister too yeah but what's isn't it? It's just and a, all your friends and 
all your friends' friends. No, I I totally agree. I it's hard to say this because I know nobody will freaking listen. But take two weeks off. Yeah. Social media. Just take two weeks. Just on the news. Just turn the freaking TV off. Put some music on. You know, whatever. But uh, just stay away from that crap for a while. Now, I like it's, we started this conversation. I'm retired. I sit in my freaking chair. And I watch movies whenever I can or series or whatever. And But I watch a lot of the freaking news. But like it goes back to the SNL. Um, me, because of my background, my education and whatever, and just my personality experience, I don't listen to one particular viewpoint <coughs> and accept it. I like multiple viewpoints, but but I'm saying, but you're right. You can be, especially younger people, can be influenced by that crap. And uh, my best thing is just to shut it off at least for two weeks. Yeah, it's not. Even, I'm not even just talking about the politics anymore. I'm just talking about like the. Um, I've even seen, or if I, I kind of do like my own self experiments, but when I go to bed, I lay down, and like for some reason, it's almost like a like a like a, a, a first reaction, just lay on my phone, lay on my side before I go to bed, just like put that YouTube in my face, just like, yeah. but I didn't realize until recently how bad that is for you. Yeah, it's not good. It can't be good. And I just, I don't know. I just think, I just see so many, there's new updates. There's new, the iPhone 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's new technology. And it's like, it's, it, to me, it's just, uh, not on some conspiracy shit. It's just so everything is so connected, and everyone is so everything's so accessible to the point where it's kind of gross. And I agree. Just the younger, younger. I, I but th- my suggestion to you is, I think there's lights on the driving range. Get up, Someone, go to the yeah. driving range. Hit that golf ball, baby. Anything, anyone's hobby that has to do. I just think it's crazy that. It's wild or rare to see people like not on their phones or when you go That's to a, true. Well, I go to restaurants, but I, I, you know, I, I hang out by myself more than I hang out with anyone else. And I'll take myself out on dates all the time. I'll go to sushi restaurants by myself and I'll look down and I'll see like full family, mom, dad, son and daughter. And all four of them are on their phones. One kid's crazy? one kid's got earphones in. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just. It scares me for my future. If I ever have kids, it's I would I want to make sure to t- teach them no. Like we're gonna, you're not gonna have all these accessible pieces of technology because it's all connected and it's all gross to me and it's all not good for your brain. I think it stunts brain development. Go outside, learn to fucking read a book, learn to fucking change a tire. I don't know all that stuff. And what you're doing with your podcast is good stuff. If it gets the word out, say hey. Yeah, this will probably get ten viewers at most. Back off it. Well, That's the first 10. one. I told you before, it's a good thing I'm a schizophrenic. So nobody <laughs> listen to me. Oh shit! Well, um, I I just I don't what know. What else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I just we get scared. So freaking serious. No, I, well, I like I like serious topics. No, uh, I do too. I'm just kidding you. I just think uh, the uh, I get I think about I project the I don't ever think about the past and I never live in the present. I'm always stuck in the fucking future, and uh, it's not a, it's a horrible way to live. 
But I'm always thinking about how scary things are going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know. I just feel like I'm in a weird... No. Everyone's in a weird time. If you're, you're doing a podcast, it changes. Yeah. You can try. Well, you can try. Well, there's nothing wrong with trying. But if you can change your viewpoint and say, hey, stop the cell phone. Stop all the technology crap that's infiltrating. I mean, I'm an older guy, obviously, so... With a particular interest, with my degree, so I've always been interested in that stuff. When I was in college, when we used to talk about Walter Cronkite or use him or Huntley Brinkley or the guys back in the 60s that would do the news and present the news. And obviously, I was a writer studied journalism writing and uh, but even when you're when you're a journalist and you write for a newspaper or television or radio it started and I questioned it in my one of my classes uh, Professor Miller I asked her I said okay So when I read the newspaper, I'll see a headline. Um, you know, Vietnam is is going to get worse in the in the future. Then I read the article, and it says, "Oh, now nah, people are starting to back off from Vietnam. The regular people, not the politicians necessarily, but they're putting pressure on the politicians, the government officials." to get out of Vietnam. And I hate to bring it back to Vietnam, but it's just an example. Goddamn goes, Vietnam. And, 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 and she goes, well, see, you can take a class in writing headlines. I didn't know that. When you read a paper now, or the television, when you see the headline or the bulletin, you know, at 6.15, we're going to have this story. That's written by a totally different person than the person that wrote the story. The, the, the headliners, I don't remember what they called them. And I said, well, you know, that's fine, but they write a headline to get you to read the article. It has nothing necessarily to do with the truth or what the article is talking about or if there's any facts yeah. related to it. Well, that's true, Steve. They do it for money. They want you the only reason a newspaper or a television station, broadcast channel or whatever. But anyway, so that was one thing that kind of woke me up. And I go, wow, it's one thing I got to pay attention to because newspapers are only good or television stations or cable news or whatever it is if you have viewers. Yeah. If you don't have any viewers, forget about it. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Where you guys at? Anyways, um, no, I agree. I was saying that I, ha I don't have any viewers, but I will one day, right? Right? Absolutely. Um, How do I look, by the way? Um, yeah, I don't know. News, politics, It's that's why I'm doing these, though, because I like long-form conversations, and it's fun to... No, that's good. I have... Uh, I'm very extroverted, but I also have... In the area I live at, I don't have a big social circle anymore because I'm out in San Jose. But so when I'm 
I got all these things I want to talk about. I just want to talk in general. I want to hear, and I want to hear other people talk. So that's why I choose to do shit like this. I've wanted to do this for three years, but it's that's this is why I think it's important for people to have you know podcasters. You don't have to have your own podcast, but hop on one. Let's just talk about shit. Oh, I agree. For an unlimited amount of time. Let's talk about because you said you told me about Joe Rogan. What about him? Months ago. Oh, I never heard of him the guy. years ago. He's the Fear Factor guy. Yeah, I never heard of him. Never. I don't do podcasts. Now, now I might. Well, now I'm thinking because of all the controversy, maybe I will. Maybe he's. From what I understand, he asks questions. He has guests. Watch your goddamn hands. They can hear that. Damn. I haven't heard that since <laughs> sixth grade. Um, but anyway, so not that I'm going to be following him because I'm not that interested in that stuff. But I, I totally agree with what you just said. Just having a conversation. Yep. And you're not coming from a political or a, a biased viewpoint. Just have a conversation. And from what I understand... He's that kind of guy. He just asked questions. I don't care if it was conservative or liberal or whatever. He just asked questions and uh, gets answers from people. He's the most, yes, and he, the way he does. But there's a, there's a bunch of um, podcasts are just the new radio, you know? So there's a bunch of people like that that do yeah. that. Yeah. But that's why I just think, as like I was saying, as an extrovert, this is something that, you know, it's it feels good to talk. And uh, I wanted to ask you, because you're a little, you're, you're older and... I am? I mean, fuck, look at the difference. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm in a, I'm taking a psychology class right now, psychology of death and dying. Uh-huh. Great class. <laughs> and I know you, I already told you about it. I called you when I said I'm going to sign up for a class, and you seemed disappointed, but... Uh, no, I wasn't disappointed. Not, not disappointed. That sounds not disappointed, it's but... It's not a goal of a class that I would want. But. Well, yeah, no, I don't take it because of that, but I, I, death is, you know, I don't want to get all, let's talk about death, man, but... As you get older, every day we get it's a step closer to um, that final destination. But I guess I've always want to know what older older people think about death. When not that it's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm saying like you're getting you're closer. I don't know when you get up there. What do you, have your thoughts changed about what might happen? Do you care? Does it scare you? I don't know. I just think about like just this class has got me thinking about it a lot in a bunch of different ways. But I guess. Do you what do you think about it? I guess what do you, what do you think about death? Death. Death. Dying. I think about it every 20 minutes. <laughs> I think I'm going to tomorrow change the will. <laughs> I I you know. Well, in different we ways. Ever, we all die. Yeah. You're going to die, Oscar, and I am too. Are you Me fucking serious? You, with, you know, that cat over there is going to die. We all die. So, what's your perspective? Death only affects the people that are still living. Okay. You can have your own philosophy on what happens when you die. Is it all just blackness and that's it? That scares me. My personal thing, personal belief, if that's what you're after, there's no way in hell. All my loves, all my hates, all my challenges, all my goals, all my, my... succeeds that that doesn't die yeah I agree can I when I croak if I croak right now can I still see you and talk to you I don't know no 
Probably not in a physical form. You and I back and forth, but I've never, since you were born and your sister and everybody else I've known, I've never considered you a body. Yeah. You're a personality. You're all of that. That's not stuff that goes away with your body. In my opinion, it's my opinion. I'm not philosophizing or religiousizing or anything like that. I'm just saying that's my, that's my, that's my think. I don't think, my, I think my mom and dad, my brother, all my friends, all the people that I've known in the past, do they go to heaven? I have no clue. They're not still around because their bodies aren't around. Are they still around? God, how do you kill somebody? Or how do you, how do you kill all those things? Their loves, their hates, their abilities, their creativity, everything that a person has, like we have now, and I've had for 70 years. You know what I'm saying? No, I... I just don't think that can go away. Now, is it just a memory for other people? Maybe. So, I mean, I don't have any answers. I have no idea what happens it's not when a, our bodies go to hell and, and bury them. It's not so much because you, you can't have answers because, you know, we don't Until know. you die. But I, 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 just this class and also just, I think, like, death, death is the one thing that everyone has in common. Everyone. That's true. Um... <laughs> But then I just think when you we're talking about divisive shit and just division and this and that and that and this person feels that way, this person feels that way. I yeah. just think that when you die, like that's the one thing that everyone experiences. And so when there's fights over religion, especially religion, like a lot of a lot of that has to do with death. It's like I think death is the ultimate, um, not answer. That sounds dark, but that's what like you'll figure everything out once you die. That's how I feel. Like. Not that you want to die soon, but instead of fighting, we're all going to die one day, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So what the fuck is the point of, uh, it's I don't a game. I've been saying that life is a game and, and, a game. and that sounds cool. And that's not trying to sound like a cool guy, but I just think life is just a giant, just kind of a game. Like, how are you going to play? That's true. But when the, that life is over, your body is put in the ground or set on fire or whatever. It's a body. I don't. I don't think all the things I could tell you on a podcast. Yes. Of my life, my creations, my losses, my hates, my loves. Yeah, a little closer. Any any of that is my body. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. Or my brain. I just don't, I think there's something else around us, around, maybe yeah. not something you can see or feel. Yeah, no. But I think there's something more than just a piece of meat. Oh, yeah, no, that's just the, that's just the, not the, that's just my, my thinking. I, I, I don't know. Well, I so was... to, to, so to answer your question for death, well, I'd I'm... say live. Okay, that's a oh God. See, that's a good. It's so simple, but it's so not simple. It's just that's just live. Yeah, but I guess um, let me write. Uh, what about dealing with? I mean, your parents have been gone for a while now, and your brothers, but like dealing with the grieving, the grieving aspect of it. Uh, 
how do you deal with that? Some people grieve different than others. I mean, I've lost my best friend with uh, yeah six did. months ago, and yeah, I think about him every yeah, and I think about him every day. But I don't know how to. I don't want to get all dark. I just you know this is what fucking podcasts are. No, but that's fine. What do you think about like? When do you think about your parents every day, or brother like Jeff, or your you know your brothers? Do you think about them frequently? What do you when, think when though? I think about when I think about I you now when I think about my dad and my mom, especially my mom. My dad and I were close, but my mom was just an angel. Mm-hmm. And my brother Jeff, I mean, he had all kinds of problems. Vietnam mm-hmm. came back a veteran. Uh, my friend Larry. I can go through all of that crap and I don't want to, but yeah, I know. I think about them, but I don't think of, I think about the good times that I had with them. Yeah. I don't think that oh my god, I lost them and well, I, I I do to a certain extent sometimes. Man, I want my mom and dad back here so fast. I want to be able to sit down and talk to them like I did, but you accept it and. Uh, Well, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, but d- yeah, I just it doesn't make me sad. I just don't experience the loss anymore that I did when I first realized that they were gone. I couldn't talk to them anymore. But at the same time, they were so special, and they not just my mom and dad, my friends, a lot of friends that have died. Um, just I I experience their goodness. Yeah. The pleasure I had with them, the yep. funny times I had with them, so, so over time, that's how I look at them. A little closer. Um, and I didn't realize. I mean, I kind of knew about this, but I guess growing up with you, I didn't think about it like that. But I didn't realize how deadly polio was. I didn't. I thought polio was kind of how you had it. I didn't know it was something that wiped out hundreds of thousands of people. Um. How do you think about like? When, I mean, obviously, when you're younger, high school, that's in middle school. But like, how has that affected you on a personal level, a physical level? You can get into that too. But you were an amazing golfer and all that jazz. But I don't know. You've never experienced what it's like to run and things like that, and just your leg. I don't know how to explain it. Like, what? How has that shaped you? Just like I asked you, how will it shape you? How has polio played a part on you and your personality? Has it? Maybe it hasn't done anything. But that's like a, you know, it's just like a big thing to, you know, grow up and live your whole life with, which if anything, you got the better end of it if you got it just because of how deadly the disease is. I don't know how, how. That's funny. How was that? I don't know. Shaped you? What about before I started not being able to walk anymore. Just a side note, I am just demolishing these questions. I am not fucking asking him. Um, no, she's straightforward. Totally, totally demolishing. Hello. <laughs> I. It's funny. About seven, seven, eight years ago, I started. Well, more than that. For the last fifteen years, my back has been going bad. I know. I tried shots in the back and all that crap. When he sent to my second or third, talking to Mike, neuro, you know what? This microphone. I know. You should be able to tighten the damn thing up. Yeah, I know. 
This I'm is bullshit radio station, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> anyway. Seven, eight so years he goes, ago. Uh, so I said, you know, I had polio when I was a year old. Crippled my leg up to the hip. And he goes, well, and I said, you know, but now my back is going bad. It just hurts. I took my kids to Disneyland, and that's where I first noticed it because I couldn't walk from the hotel to Disney without taking a sticking break. And uh, if you point anything at my fingers because of your microphone, one more time, I'm going to come across the goddamn table, I swear to God. Anyway, he goes, uh, I don't even understand how you walk. And he goes, can you stand up and walk across the, you know, his room? So I did, and he goes, oh, I figured out how you did that. That's pretty clever. And I go, what are you talking about? I've been doing this forever. And he goes, yeah, that's what I understand. He said, you had polio when you were a year old? Yeah. Well, 16 months old, year and a half. And he goes, I figured out how you did it. And that's pretty impressive because your leg is useless by itself. But the way you fling it and adapted to or trained it, to be able to hold your weight till you can take the next step. And I never really thought about it that way because I've had it since I was a year old. So growing up, I never even, I mean, it was a bummer. I couldn't run. So, but when I played Little League, or not even Little League, just baseball in the playground when I was six years old, I was on crutches because my leg was useless. So I'd hit the ball and I'd run with crutches. And after a while, I got, I learned how to run, kind of, or walk with a bad leg. I can't really remember you. Oh, how did it affect my life? Well, it affected my life because I couldn't run. What I about, had a bad leg. What about, bull, were, were you bullied? I never asked you that. I mean, if you got bullied, uh, that's a fucked up way to bully. I mean, bullying's fucked up, but that's... I don't you don't know. like bullying? I think I was I, a bowler. I, I shot a 289. I think... Oscar, 289. I had 10 strikes. I think I was kind and of... And then a, the announcer, the lady got on... It was in the league, and she got on the microphone and said, On lane 11, we have a bowler with... No, not 10 strikes. Nine strikes in a row. Now, all of a sudden, all these people came over. And they were standing waiting for me to bowl the 10th, thinking I was going to shoot a, a 300. And I look back and I go, holy shit, my heart start beating. And so I wound up uh, um, not in the 10th strike. No, I uh, knocked down three pins or whatever. But I still shot, I think, a 279. So anyway, you so were a bowler. Bowling, bowler and, and I was uh, a bully. Bullying, um, uh, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, the most of my friends were friends, but there were a couple of real assholes. Oh, God, I can't remember their names. They're probably listening. That just, uh, probably, and if you remember, Robbie was one of them. Fuck you, Robbie. Fuck you, Robbie. And I wound up hitting them with my crutch at first base. And the school teacher came running over it, put me in the principal's office. <laughs> and him too. But he got off easy and I had to go home because I hit him with my crutch. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, not so much bullying, and but because my wonderful personality, my people just God. love me. I'm just joking. Plus, I was, I was competitive in sports, like football. I didn't play high school football, but I played with the high school kids, and they always made me the quarterback for both teams because I couldn't run. But man, could I throw. And I was very accurate. And so I would do that. So, yeah, I had no no real problems with, with bullying. Um, so it didn't affect, I mean, it affected you in certain ways, like basic things, like you can't run. Well, it, it did, but I, I compensated for it by becoming an eight handicap in golf. <laughs> An all-star pitcher in baseball. So I compensated for that, but uh, for the not running part. But I was a, I, for a guy that couldn't run, I wound up being a pretty good athlete. Yeah, that's <sighs> young athlete. Right I just, now I couldn't throw a ball to the front friggin' door. I just thought of, I didn't realize how deadly polio uh, that disease was. I didn't know. That. I oh, thought I thought it just disabled people. I didn't know that it killed people. Oh, it killed thousands. Hundreds worldwide. It's still happening. Did Oscar is still happening. That's why. Well, isn't there a vaccine for it? Oh yeah. I mean, there's been a vaccine. So then, how the people? St- oh, I guess they don't have access to the because vaccine because of religion in Afghanistan. Oh wow. Or Pakistan and one other country, and that's the Bill Gates. Oh, I don't necessarily agree with the founder of Microsoft. Fuck Bill Gates. But he spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Getting vaccines and education into these countries where polio still exists. So you got to admire him for that. Yeah, but I guess I'm going to fucking take it this route. God damn. Um, take it right route you want. <laughs> 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 well, obviously the polio vaccine's a good thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, But the thing is, that was a 10-year process, I believe, of them making that. And so, no longer than that, actually. So, Sock came up with it. Dr. Sock. Sock? Sock. S A U K. Um, Developed the vaccine. So, that's a vaccine. And I don't want to get into the whole anti vax vax mandate. It's just that this is current shit that's going on. Like, I keep hearing about these Canadian truckers and I don't pay attention to it. But what do you feel about a vaccine for the current shit that's going on? I got it. You got it. No, I know, but I'm saying the whole the whole force. I just keep hearing about you know losing your They're jobs. Not, what I heard was ninety percent of the truckers that are protesting in Canada are vaxxed. They got the vaccine. They're protesting being ordered to. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Okay. Do you do you feel like it's necessary to, to force someone, or else you'll lose your job, or you'll no, Oscar, you don't know I, me politically. I don't really. But I'm, At all. I am not for mandates like that from a government. Okay? you got to make your own decision. No, I agree. Based on not the bullshit we were talking about before, Facebook and Instagram and cable news. you got to base it on, okay, do some research. Is the vaccine safe? Is it going to make me... Is it going to make me pound on the table? You know what I'm saying? I, you must be vaccinated I'm, then. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just saying it's my decision. So well, I made the decision. I got a vaccine. Eh, whatever. It had nothing to do with polio. 
it had to do with what I saw based on metrics. Remember, I was a manager at Lockheed. I based a lot of most of my decisions on metrics, on stats. Okay, don't come into my office and say, well, we got to change from blue to green everything that will cost millions of dollars. So why would we do that? Well, blue is better than green. Okay, show me some stats to show me blue is better than green. Well, my mother-in-law likes blue. You know what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah. I'd kick him out of the office. So I'm going to go, if 80% of the people want blue over green, then I'll consider that. Show me the cost, blah, blah, blah. I'll make a decision. Same with anything else when it comes to stuff like that. If 100% or 80% of the real doctors say, yeah, vaccines are safe. Now, whether it works or not, if only 70% work, that's not a bad stat. No. But if 80% of the docs say do it because 70% is good, then do it. I, not yeah. because somebody doesn't want government. I, I agree with governments. They shouldn't mandate you forced or you lose your job. You're out of work. You have no money. No, that's going too far. Don't do mandates. You do a better job of educating people and being a straight shooter when it comes to giving the facts. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I don't like to... Am I boring the crap out of you? No, I was thinking... Um... I mean, I don't know. Not too many people are going to listen to this, at least the first one. But no, they, they better. <laughs> well, I'm going to be pissed off if you're not listening. <laughs> Unless um, besides like the uh, like the vaccines, like the whole mass thing. And I don't like it, honestly, I'd, I'd rather my opinions, not my not opinions. I just kind of like being more on the mysterious side. But these are things that I was wondering. Like recently I walked into the gym and I was, oh, motherfucker. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Who hold needs on. video? Hold on. Oh yeah, well I guess we'll just keep going. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, do it. Um, you walk into the gym, and you have to have a mask just to walk into the gym, right? Just to go to the front fucking desk and scan your shit, and then I agree. Well, That's just bullshit. But when you walk past, then you can take it off. And to <laughs> me, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we exactly? Well, it's not even like I don't want to wear the mask. It's like, well, what the fuck are we? Like, I don't understand. It's not like me trying to be a dick. I just don't get it. Right. I don't. I don't have to. I have to wear the mask for five feet into your fucking gym, and the second I walk past the front desk, I get to, t- I get to take it off across the street. They don't require it at all at the other gym. It's just and dangerous. then you go to Safeway and you have to wear it, and then you go to this. Oh, it's man. like I don't understand. I totally what agree. this means out here. This is the first time being in Santa Rosa where I didn't have to wear it today. Yeah, where I'm at. In my area, in the 916, in my county, there's two counties, but my county, you don't have to wear it. Right. What difference does two hours fucking away make? I agree. No, I'm I, just, I, I'm with I, you there. It's I, not I, that I'm anti anything. I'm just wondering, like, what the fuck's going on here? They were saying what I just said. I want the stats. I want the metrics. I want, if 80% of the people are getting sick because they don't wear a mask, so I'm saying you better wear a freaking mask. But if 10%, and we don't even know because it's a mask or anti-mask. What's what are we doing? No, yeah, you're not a- you're not you're not operating. You're operating on politics or personal feelings as opposed to what are the actual stats? Yeah, I mean, 
I do like your mustache. I, I just look pretty good. I fucking appreciate it. I'm trying I, to look like you. It's looking good. Good thing the camera died. They can't I, see me. I, 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 I've been waiting for you last. to do this since you were 15. What, my mustache? No, it's happening. No, I just thought it was funny. I was in the gym and this little fucking cocksucker who worked at the front desk. And I'm learning to like not let people piss me off. But as you can tell, this fucking kid pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. He gives me problems every time I'm in. They're just negative And I'm learning how to deal with people. Um, in public way better than usual. Usually I'm just like, what the fuck are you staring at? This yeah. guy's he's fucking like, what's up? And I realized that a lot of the times it's like a law of attraction. I'm in, I'm in a negative mood. So that's kind of just some weird spiritual shit. But this yeah. kid was, I was trying to get information. I think, I was, oh no, I was trying to cancel the gym membership. This is my old gym. And he said, uh, I walked in no mask. And I was like, yo man, um, I'm trying to cancel. Hey, do you have your mask, sir? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm just trying to cancel. Do you have your mask? No, I don't. Do you guys have an extra one? I just want to cancel really quick. I'll get out of here. You need to, when you're in here, man. You have to have your mask on. I literally drove home, grabbed a mask, and came back because I'm a fucking pussy. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I understand. I don't know. It, it it can get really frustrating. But you know, ignorance is bliss. I guess for some people. That's my mask fucking rant, and I don't want to get into the. You know, I don't know. I just think. Are you gonna yawn again? I'll do on the, the podcast. The next time, yawning? the next time, am you, I boring the shit out of my son? The next time you tap your fucking fingers on the oh. yeah, I'll yawn I'm two not more tapping. times. I'm scratching. I didn't realize there's dots and scratches all over my freaking table, but this is table's been what thirty years old. Remember when years? I was uh, I was sitting in the chair over there and I just like broke it. I was just sitting down and I just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Thank you very much. Does that mean I'm fat? <laughs> you fucker. I actually am in great shape right now for me, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Um, anyways. I told you I wanted a story because we were watching TV. Oh, yeah. About racism and stuff like that. We're going to talk yeah. to you a little yeah, yeah. bit about that. Do I have time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tap on the table. <laughs> All right, you want to no, talk, about, you gonna, talk about racism? I was, and no, I, I was, didn't bring this up either. You no, randomly we said. we were watching TV or... We're, uh, what's going on? Yeah, it's George. What the hell is he doing? I don't know, but let's hear anyway, about this racism. No, I was just going to say, because we were asking, you were talking about it. And it was on TV, the murder or whatever, of racism. Oh, my God. That's just one too high. But anyway, um, I never, I grew up in Willits, where we started this conversation. Small town, 3,000 people or whatever, and up in the Redwoods. But I never met any black people. I had a lot of friends I played ball with, uh, Native Americans, a lot of Hispanics, obviously a lot of white people, a bunch of them from Arkansas. But, so I never really knew a black person. Growing up, except for one guy who ran the dump. And my dad would take my brother and me. We would load up for the dump and drive. It was like a 20-minute drive up the hills up to the dump. We would drive through, and there was a guy. I think his name was George. I think his name was George. And he would wave. My old man would wave back, and my brother and I would wave. We'd go dump the load, and we'd come back. 
And uh, and my dad would always stop, shut off the engine in the truck, and he would bullshit with George. And they would tell jokes or whatever and laugh and crap and then shake hands and we would be gone. That's the only black person I ever met, actually. I didn't even meet him. I just saw him talking to my dad until I got to college here in Santa Rosa and my buddy Larry and I, when we came down here, we got a condo or whatever. And one of the roommates was a black guy and the other guy was a Chinese guy. And the black guy was a kind of a superstar on the basketball team. He was kind of short. He was only like six feet, 5'11". Anyway, so he was like the second black person I ever met. And so I didn't have a, he, he liked to drink a lot, but he had a lot of girls that would come over to the, the house. We admire him for that. But anyway, um, later on after I graduated from college, I, I got a, some kind of an invite to a charity thing. And we had to do a, where, didn't have to, but we were asked to do like a, you have to drive from place to place to get a clue, and you get the clue, and then you drive to the next place. Scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. And whoever finished first, some money was donated to this particular charity, and I can't remember what the charity was. Maybe drug rehab or something. I don't, can't remember. But I had a friend, and I don't exactly remember how I met Oliver. Maybe as part of the program that he was in or I was in or whatever. Anyway, he was a black guy. Uh, tall, athletic, and he was part of a band. But he and I just kind of hit it off. And we became friends. I call him Olivier, but his name was Oliver. So anyway, we're on this, this scavenger hunt, and I was driving my car, and it was through Sunnyvale and Mountain View. We had to go San Jose. They had to go to a lot of different places based on the clues, and you have to go to a store or a park or whatever based on the information on the clue. It was, it was actually a lot of fun. So we were kicking ass. I think we were kicking ass. I don't know, but we were pretty good at it. But we got to this one store. Oliver and I were just having a good time, kicking ass. And we got to this one store. It wasn't a Seven Eleven, but it was like a like a Seven Eleven. And I, we, I pulled up. Okay, Oliver, because I was driving, so he was doing most of the running around trying to find the thing. Unless he couldn't, then I'd get out and go do it. But anyway, I drove up. <coughs> and uh, we're sitting there. I go, okay, Olivier, you got to do this thing, baby. Get a little closer. And uh, and uh, we saw these two white guys, big white guys, walking by in front of the car. And I looked at them for no reason other than the fact they were walking in front of the car. But they, I looked at them, and they were, both their eyes were on Oliver, not me. 
But I didn't think of it. Whatever. And, and he, uh, Oliver had kind of not a big afro, but kind of a half-assed afro. And uh, but I saw they were looking at him. And I said, "Okay, Oliver, go do it, bud. Probably in the, you know, the drink aisle." And he goes, "You know, I Steve, maybe you should go in and do this one." I said, "What are you talking about? No, you do it, dude." And he goes, "Nah, man, I, I could be a problem." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "Did you see those two dudes?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, they were looking at me." And we're on a good trip. We're having a good time. I don't want to get into that crap. And I said, why? And he goes, well, look at me. I said, shit. It's something. To that point, I never would have thought about it, you know. I said, okay, all right. So I got out of the car. So I went to the store, and these two dudes were in there buying beer or whatever. <clears throat> so I found the clue. I think it was on the top of a Coke bottle or something. And I brought it back out, and I got in the car. Keep talking. Keep going. And so I, so I said, Oliver, I think we have it. And he goes, yeah, cool, dude. And he goes, yeah, sorry, Steve. I sorry. I made you do that. And I go, you didn't make me do that, but I kind of understand what you're thinking about. But I, I can't really get what you're thinking about. And he goes, well, the way they looked at me, and it's not the first time I've been looked at like that for a couple of dudes, white dudes. I just didn't think it was right for me to do it and go in there with them. It'd be better for you to go in there with them. So I said, man. And it took me a while. I said, you know, Olivier, I got to take a break here. And he goes, yeah, well, we gotta, we're doing good, Steve. And I go, yeah, I know. But then, you know, I'm just not used to this shit. And he goes, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I understand. I'm not going to play up to it, but it was better. Anyway, we got... We drove away to the next clue or whatever. So that was my introduction to... What year was that? I'm going to say in like 1978, 1979. No, maybe, no, early 80s, 81 or 82. Even that seems fucking late for that shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Late. I mean, Either way, obviously I was familiar with the '60s, and that's what I'm talking about. But isn't that sad that that's even a thing? Well, it, that's what we're that's what reminded me of it because you and I were watching TV the other day, and the shit's still going on. Now it's gone too far the other way. Now everything is is racism or whatever. That to me, the way those guys looked at Oliver and how Oliver. A great guy. I mean, he, yeah. he was in the band. Makes he you kind of sad, doesn't it? It does. And I said, what the fuck is up with that? You got a little choked up there. The camera was off, though. It's back on. 
Ah, sorry. I didn't mean to get choked up. No, that's but good. It beautiful. It's all natural, baby. But it did affect me. And so my viewpoint on that changed. Now, I'm a manager, so I look at metrics and all that crap. And I still do. But that gave me some indication. It's not like I was just naive, really. It's not like, you know, I planned it or whatever or I'm an advocate. But that just gave me a reality on what a lot of these guys have to go through. And I think it's total bullshit. Me too. So anyway, that's my, my philosophy now. I have to say it, it's not driven, but I have to consider those, that experience in, in whatever I make a decision or on something that I see in the news. Um, well, I think it's crazy that's 2022 and shit's, even, uh, even like 10 years ago, you didn't fucking hear about it like you do now. It's like it all made a fucking read. It's all back in style. Like racism is back in style. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. Remember, we go back to the original conversation on podcasts and news. Is it news? Is it not news? Oh, are are you talking about, are they talking about it too much? Like, is it really racism or is it just a word that you can use? To justify whatever political position you're in, I mean, I agree. It's, but it's, I, I can agree. I mean, this is Sunnyvale, California. This is Silicon Valley. No, I know. That's, this wasn't in, and it's in the '80s, which is weird. Alabama. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I think it's weird. But that, I had that, the fact that I had that feeling, and that I was in that situation with Oliver, who I considered a good friend. I want to find out what happened to Oliver because he and Gregory, he was in a black band and they were good. It was before rap, but so man, they were good. I um, I'd like to know what happened to them. I, I think ra- people, I don't know, racism is just so, just like, I don't want to be stupid. I, no, I know, but I just don't want to be, I don't want anyone to, I wish it wasn't around, but I just hate being around it. Not that I'm around it. I'm saying that I don't, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, well, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> really? Look at it. It's, it's stupid. But it's in, with everyone, every type of race, every type of whatever. It's just like, what the fuck? Did, like, hey, like going back to the original fucking conversation about death, we all die. We're all going to die. We all bleed red. That's how I see it. So what the fuck are we? But in 2022, there's flying fucking, there's drones that can drop off your groceries. There's electric cars that can drive themselves. And you're still tripping about yeah. just racism shut the fuck up i agree it's so annoying I, I totally agree. it's stressful and that just goes back to the um dividing i was talking about the whole divisive i don't know man i, I didn't grow up during the fucking civil rights but movement era and i didn't grow up in the south looking at all the shit from different perspectives but it's crazy how you see it now i don't i don't it's okay let's i'll just say it like i haven't i don't think i've ever really seen it in person too many times but in just in um mm, that's good no, I know, but I'm saying like just in the news, everything is this person. It's like what in the headlines that fucking that mainstream media has put out. It's so fucking obvious that they try to divide you on purpose. It's like why? I totally agree with you. White, white person, money. black person, Asian person. Gonna, they're they're gonna, why does it matter though? I agree. I totally agree with you, Oscar. And it's not like I'm trying to. Yeah, man. Like I like no. So I'm just wondering why does it matter? I don't understand. 
why it matters what you fucking look like. It, I don't know. It doesn't. It just irritates me. And that's that's fortunate for me. Look at me, for Christ's sake. Well, you're ugly as shit. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Actually, not, not too bad. I think... I'm glad you got the Oscar mirror here. Anyway, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Sorry, I'm yawning. And there's things, asshole. yeah, you are yawning like crazy. I'm boring the shit out of you. No, I'm just stressing about the camera. I'm actually pretty impressed with me. I love me. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think um, I was talking to my buddy Joe. Shout out to my boy Joe. He's not going to listen hey, to Joe. this. He, um, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, people that are so obsessed with one political party or the other or so obsessed with one news outlet or... It's a bunch of people that can't think for themselves. They have to follow the leader on something else or follow. Oh, but, that's been true forever. It, yeah, no, no, I know. It's just that he put that in my, I was like, you're right. Like, cause I don't do that. I don't follow one or the other. I kind of just like have my own opinions about shit. It could be wrong, but not, I'm not talking about race. Just anything. Politics, uh, fucking favorite band. It does a new rap music suck. The is fucking movie anything it's just people that follow the leader on a bunch of shit to me it's dangerous you can't think for yourself you need independent thinkers out here that's why i'm doing this podcast you know, you know i have an opinion on that too oscar no i don't i don't care about your fucking yeah let's hear i'm it. gonna give you my opinion let's whether hear you it. like it or not right george i think this conversation has been really good i appreciate you having me as your guest on your podcast numero uno guest first one and don't forget but what I'm impressed with is the fact that you're freaking doing it <laughs> you spend two hours one two three one two three it's still fucked it's I still know, broken I know, I know. but you'll figure it out you'll do the research on it but I, I'm really impressed with the fact that you're doing it so this is fun stuff yeah, of course. I want to do it with as many people as so, I can find. Yeah, you you're worried about death and dying. No, I just thought today I'd so, bring it up on this episode. No, I understand, and that's fine. You can do that because we all have those considerations. But this is living. What you're doing is creativity. It's it's to a certain extent artistic, which Hell is yeah. really cool. But no, actually, it's cool. You interview some, well, Joe Rogan, uh, Tim Dillon, Wolf Blitzer, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. I okay. go, go ahead. Uh, no, I no, fucking. No, that's I, fine. No, no, no. no. That's Cut me off. no sorry, 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 sorry. Get off that couch. Talk into the mic if you want to talk oh, about sorry. this. No, I was talking to George, not to Mike. No, it is artistic, and I do want to do it. And I want to sit here and I close this wonderful. podcast off by talking about me. But yes, I this is it, it's healthy. I think it's healthy. I think it's great. It's a healthy thing for me personally because it's something I want to do, but I think it's healthy for people in general to talk for a long, unlimited amount of time unless the fucking camera turns off again. Or the, but. No, I, I totally I agree. I heard that from somebody. Communication is a universal solvent. Wow. Well, it is. That's why relationships fail all the time because yeah, they don't fucking talk to each other. I'm single yeah. as fuck, so it doesn't matter to me, but... No, I'm not not just relationships. I mean, just generally. No, yeah, I know. Um, communicate, communicate, communicate. When it gets tough, when it gets ugly, 
communicate some more. What if you can't? What if you can't get through to someone or it's just not going to happen? Yeah. Even if it's your best friend. Let's say let's you and your a close friend or, okay, how about even worse, a family member? You guys just can't see eye to eye. And I'm not saying this because I'm just saying hypothetically, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you cut them off? Do you just ignore them or do you maybe accept for it? A, maybe for a, a bit. A if friend. too heated. A, a grandparent, a mom, a dad, yeah, a whatever. brother, a just, best friend. Just say, hey, you know, things are cool. Life is good. I got to go to work. You got to go to work. We all got to go to work. When do you think you cut someone out Two completely? Two weeks later, you start the communication again. But when do you, when do you cut, cut someone out of your life completely? Uh, do you? I mean, there's some people. If fuck it, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if it's somebody that makes you feel bad. Uh, yes. If it's somebody that doesn't build you up a little bit. I've just noticed there's a lot of people that drain, um, like, oh, man, I don't want to get too... I don't know. It's pretty obvious certain people out there that I don't fucking like that uh, I know personally. But not maybe I don't like them. Not that I don't like them, but I've noticed that people like will drain your... Fu- Me personally, they'll drain my energy just being around them. It's like... Then, then you cut them off. It's just... It, but the thing is, you got to be... you can't change them, cut them off. But you don't want to... I don't want to change anyone. That's, well, if, you if that's, change their attitude toward you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess like there's certain people out there that just want to change you or like talk to you about what are you going to do with your like I have examples like what do you want to do with your life bro and or uh just non-stop like questioning you and I realize like people that talk to you like that or, or that are pissed off and like are negative towards you and try always have negative shit to say to you that's because they're insecure about their lives but I don't have the fucking time for that shit absolutely don't fucking I already have enough on my anxious mind I don't need someone else to try and come in infiltrate even more so I've just I've been learning just because I, I like to open up a lot or I, I I don't maybe I don't like to but I open up a lot to people yeah. In a too quick of a manner, whether it's coworkers, someone I just met, and I just realized like you got to take people um, not at face value, but you got to take take things slow, even if it's just a friendship. Just don't. I just I don't know how to explain it. I just let people drain me, and I've been realizing you don't have to just so much ignore them, but just kind of accept who they are and don't fall into the fucking trap that they want. To exactly. inter- get entertained. Exactly. If you have, if you're fucking annoying me, I'm not gonna swing on you, and I'm not gonna talk shit to you. I might talk shit, but I'll just be like, like, there's someone right now that's just annoying me on a constant basis. Not, and he's he's cool, but this, um, a friend, I guess. But it's like always talking to me like careers, careers, and this and that, and just there's people like that out there that just kind of like. Nag, 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 and want to know, no, no about this, and what are you doing and questioning? It's like, dude, I'm gonna live my life, all right. You live your life. Don't worry about me. Worry about me if I fucking ask you for help, and I'm you're cons- and I'm concerned, or you're concerned about me. Right. I just think that I don't know where I'm going with this. I hope motherfuckers aren't listening. But no, I understand. But I just notice that people can drain me, and it's I hate when I let other people drain me. Don't fucking bother me. There's nothing wrong with hating that, but don't do it. I. I if I have somebody that criticizes me, for whatever friggin' reason, I just think and say, what's your friggin' claim to fame? Well, oh, okay, that's probably what I'm trying to get at is, what, where, where, where are the fucking credentials here? Who are you to say shit to me? Exactly. What the f- Okay, here's, 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 so if you don't have, if you're telling me something that you don't do, or you're telling me to do something that you haven't accomplished yet, then who the fuck are you to tell me to do it? 
Don't fuck with me. Don't okay. I'm not trying to get all. Don't don't try to school me. I smell bullshit from three miles away. I'll just tell you that. If you smell bullshit from three miles away, then it's bullshit. Honesty is the best policy, right, Dad? That's right. So I, let's I be honest you, with ourselves. I, ever since you were four years old, man, hang out with people that maybe not overtly want to see you succeed. I don't care if it's softball. I don't care if it's running through the grass. You find somebody that wants you to be better. And somebody that you want to be better, and you got him that way. Somebody that criticizes somebody, nah, I don't have any toleration for that shit. I learned that a long time ago. Probably about a little older well, than it's you. Also, you, the who you want to be surrounded by in general are, are okay, not are you a winner or are you a loser? It's not like that, but like, what are you doing? Like, I don't want to, ha- if I'm around like kind of unmotivated people and I'm around people that, and I'm also around a bunch of, maybe they seem motivated, but they're just talkers. That'll start to like not rub off on me, but in a way it does. I'm just like, oh my God, if I'm, I, I don't know. That's why I like being by myself because I run on my own schedule and I don't have to worry about what other people are doing. I just fucking, if I want to go to the gym, if I want to cook chicken right now, if I want to do a podcast right now, I'm going to do it and I don't need to hear anyone's shit. When I'm around people, exactly. I've, I've lived this in different rooms, but I've lived in other people and with other, I've lived with a bunch of roommates in my, you know, 25 years of life. And I've even noticed just like the, the, the different, You've lived with roommates too, so you know how the different fucking situations are. But you, I lived with bums, and okay, not bums, but they lived bummy lifestyles, yeah, and yeah, it would yeah. affect me. I'd be like, "Ugh, I, I don't only want to be around it. It fucking creeps me out right. because it makes me feel like, oh Jesus, the, I'm all about energy. I just it sounds all hippie, and I smoke pot, man. But I try to like just protect my energy because it's other people can really. Time, there's time and energy burglars. I call them time burglars. They waste your time. They waste your energy. Just people out there. It could be, it's the fucking guy that was down the street. That hippie dude. That I was, mm-hmm. to, to me, it's just like, what, what the fuck was that? That's just exactly. a random encounter. What the fuck was that? Dude, you know anything about dark energy, man? Say, do you know about Satan? Like, what? That's a little far-fetched, but I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? I don't need, I don't want to... I just, I'm trying to, if, if you have nothing positive to bring to like the table when it comes that around me, you can do your, live the way you want to live, but just don't bring me, don't bring me down with you. I agree. If you want to fucking be a heroin addict, if you want to be a fucking racist, if you want to be a fucking, uh, if you want to be a fucking astronaut, whatever the fuck it is you want to do, if it doesn't like help me in any way, or it's not positive and not positive energy, do it somewhere else. I totally is agree. that does that make me a narcissist to no, care about myself not. so much? Not at all. It makes you human. All right. No, I totally agree with that. I went through all that. I had my best friend growing up who killed himself. Smoked pot every day and whatever. He had a lot of money because of inheritance or whatever. He knew I didn't. I didn't approve of drugs, so he stayed away from me. I didn't know it. He never told me that. I just never heard from him. He finally came down this morning in San Jose. Well, what are you doing? 
I understand you don't like pot. Steve, I'm hooked on it. He on said, the weed? Well, yeah. He goes, I, I just can't stop smoking that crap. And I said, that's fine, Larry. I mean, you know, doesn't mean it has to interfere with our relationship. I'm sorry I, if I have my opinion on, on, on drugs that I don't think they're good for you doesn't mean that you know, I'm not your friend. Yeah, I understand. That's why I'm here. He wound up killing himself. Two years after that conversation. In his early 50s. Anyway, so I understand what you're saying. So you have to have the empathy. And you have to have caring for somebody that you really care about. But you don't have to fall victim to it. What you're talking about is not somebody that cares about you. They care about themselves. Yeah, and they want to bring you down with them. That's what I see. Like, I'm going... to stop that. I, or when people, like... Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. What, a couple of these no, it does matter. It does matter. A couple of these motherfuckers that I'm talking about might be listening, but I don't give a fuck. Oh, what the fuck? I'm, <laughs> um, Tell them. I do. That's the thing. Or get out the hell out of my life, but get your own shit together. Um, I do for the most part. Some people are just relentless, but a lot. I just look at it. A lot of people are sad. A lot of people relentless too. A lot of oh yeah. A lot of people are sad. And uh, yeah, that's true. I just don't want to deal with it. Sorry, I'll 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 console someone that's sad and in a where something happens and uh, they need some help. But if you're just a sad individual and negative, I mean I've been negative, but I try my best not to bring anyone down. I'll never want to bring anyone down. If you have somebody that's negative to you, it's not because of sadness. That's either anger or covert hostility to you, or they're just. Nuts. So those are the people, and I've told you since you were four years old, hang out with the people that, whether they obviously want to make you better, or they just do because they like you, and they want you to do good. They want you to throw a better baseball, Yeah. hit a better golf shot. If somebody says, oh, you suck at golf, and so... That's not, they're not a friend. They're not trying to be a friend. They have their own problems, so screw them. Tell them to go eat George's feces. <laughs> well, I just think, um, uh, I don't know how much longer we have. It's, I don't know. I'm just saying that. It's it, a quarter after three in the morning, Oscar. Oh, we started at five o'clock at night. <laughs> it... Uh, Fuck, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible podcast ghost. You know what, man? I really appreciated this conversation with you. I, I'm with you. Hey, Steve DeYoung, 10 o'clock news. You got a sexy voice. I do. I was really popular. <laughs> cool. Um, well, you know what, man? I appreciate you coming on here. These th- and, I, the- and ladies and gentlemen at Channel 4 News, I love me. 
Channel 4 News. What was that fucking black and white television back in the day? What is Stop this? it. San Francisco Stop State. Stop it. Stop it. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. These are a little closing, closing it out. I'm just looking at the, the I got to figure out these technical difficulties. It sucks when you have. Yeah, you really have to figure out these technical lists. Watch this, this whole the thing. the first time work. I've been in a radio station in a long time. And it's been really. When I walk into a radio station and I hear the producer, director, engineer going, one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I know I got a real problem on my yeah, hand. Yeah, I need fucking help. Maybe George can help. George! All right, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Augie Paulo. Yeah, number one down, and uh, we'll do this again. All right. Maybe we'll start something uh, big time. Joe what? Rogan kicks my ass. That's, no, I already, no, I already thought about that. <laughs>